welcome back or welcome to another episode of Games Talk TV. I'm your host, Ari Taylor, and today we'll be talking about the anime Demon Slayer. But before we get started, I of course have to begin with spoiler warning. I will be discussing spoilers for the three seasons of Demon Slayer that are out right now. So if you have not seen them, head over to Netflix and Hulu because they are split between the two, and then come back so that we can discuss the show together. Today's go-around question that I invite my listeners to answer with me is, what is your favorite moment from Demon Slayer? Of course, hello first. My name is Zaria. I am 18. I use she or pronouns. I attend Spelman College. And there are three moments, I think, that come to mind for me when it comes to, like, favorite moments from Demon Slayer. Um, The first one that comes to mind for me is Rengoku's final fight from the Mugen Train arc. That was like a really, really emotional, impactful scene. Like I have to give it up to them for that move and train arc because that was the first time that Rengoku was introduced as a character. And yet by the end of it, I was literally about to cry when it was time for him to die. Like it, within six or however many episodes are in that arc, they managed to really establish an emotional connection with Rengoku to the point where when he died, it was just so sad to see him die. And his whole final speech about let your heart ablaze it was just really inspiring. Like, that's some shit that you would want to get tattooed. Like, it was just, like, so impactful. So that's one of my favorite scenes that comes to mind. Um, and then a recent scene is from the entertainment arc, and it's when Nezuko um, finally starts to show some of, like, her fighting pro- prowess. It was heavily implied that, like, you know, she was going to be very strong because she's a demon, yet she fights for the humans. So the way that we basically got to see her go 1v1 and, like, show all of her amazing powers, how she was able to basically, like, have a, like a blood demon art and like just go absolutely crazy like regenerate faster than any other demon like I can't wait to see her like at her full potential because if that's just like the beginning of her fighting prowess then we have a lot to look forward to so that was absolutely an amazing scene that whole um entertainment arc just to see like our characters that we had been like falling in love with to see them all at their full potential where they're all just fighting together and absolutely slaying these demons as the show is called that was just absolutely amazing to basically see them see the culmination of their um, powers. And then really any moment with Inosuke is a favorite scene for me. <laughs> I absolutely love Inosuke's character. He's so funny. So anything that he's in, best believe it's going to be a favorite scene of mine. I absolutely love his character. And as usual, if you're listening at home and you would like to join in on the Veron question, feel free to comment on whatever platform you're listening to this on, or you can add me on Twitter at BoxRocksATL and let me know your thoughts there. For this episode, I wanted to return to a format that I really enjoyed doing a few episodes ago when I talked about Avatar The Last Airbender. Go listen to that episode. Um, And that is doing a tier list of the characters of the show rather than doing a formal review. And I think that this format works well for the show because it's a very character-focused show, or at least that's what I like most about it, is the characters. Um, So in front of me, I have a tier list for all of the major characters from the show. And there are five different categories, which are S tier, A tier, B tier, D tier and D tier with S being the highest, meaning I really love this character and then D being the lowest, meaning I really hate this character. So I'm basically gonna go one by one with each character and place them where I think that they belong. I'm gonna explain why and basically what I think about that character. And of course, I encourage all of my listeners at home to follow along with me. So I'll make sure to have the link to this tier list in the description of the episode. So yeah, let's get into it. Let's start off with the main character of the show, of course, which is Tanjiro. Where should I rank him? I mean, I'm going to rank him S tier just because, I mean, I really love him. You know, I really love just his passion. Like, I'm a sucker for characters that are, like, very 
that they start off like really weak, but they're motivated by the fact that like they really have a strong value system and they really care about those around them. And that's what motivates them to basically be the best that they can be and push themselves. He kind of reminds me of um, Midoriya, I think his name is, from My Hero Academia. As an anime, I watched like two three episodes of, but then I got tired of it. But that's what he reminds me of. Like, I really just love really passionate main characters who are like willing to fight to the end and like hurt themselves for um, a goal or because of their values and because of their heroism. Like, the moment where I really fell in love with Tanjiro, I realized that like he's such a badass, was in Mugen Train Arc where essentially to get out of the dream state that he was put in, he had to basically kill himself every single time. He had to be willing to literally slash his neck every time to get out of the dream. And he kept being put over and over again into the dream. And each time he was willing to do that. And just imagine like that physical pain of having to do that like over and over and over again. And that's just when I really realized that he's like a really passionate character. So Tanjiro is going to get in the S tier for me. Next is Zenitsu, who is automatically going to go in S tier for me. I absolutely love Zenitsu. He is hilarious. I absolutely think that it is an amazing like narrative choice to basically have him have like these OP powers but yet not be able to remember that he did them so basically it's really sad when you think about it that he'll never well I don't know if he'll never because I you know the show has a lot long way to go but as it stands right now he will never know like that he's as powerful as he is he's always going to think that he's weak and that he's worthless because he's never conscious during the parts where he's able to fight I absolutely love him I think that he is really freaking hilarious and honestly arguably one of the strongest characters even though he doesn't think or he doesn't know that he is um and also I like that well I don't know if I like it but you know he's a little bit of a perv and that can be kind of funny although like there are a couple moments in the show I don't know if it's because of like a cultural difference but it was just like a little creepy the way that he would treat those girls at the little training um rest area like I don't really know what the age difference is there but yeah it was just, it was a little bit creepy but I do think that he's just a really funny character and next where is he? Okay, next, of course, as I already talked about, my favorite character. Well, I don't know if he's my favorite. I really go, these whole three, this whole trio, I absolutely really love them. But Anosuke um, is next, and he's for sure straight going to S tier. I think he's so hilarious, and I love how, like, underneath his mask, he's actually, like, really pretty and, like, really feminine looking. He actually has a little bit, like, when you think about it, an almost tragic backstory with the way that his parents basically, like, left him in the forest. He had to fend for himself. But his whole attitude is just absolutely funny and the way that he doesn't have any knowledge about like civilized life like when he saw the train he thought that it was like an enemy that he had to fight and I love how he slowly started to like warm up to Tanjiro as in Itsu because at first at first it was definitely a very transactional relationship of like I'm just hanging out with y'all for now but now you can tell that he kind of feels an affection towards them as characters even though he ultimately thinks that he's you know the best and he's a king and also the way that he constantly gets Tanjiro's name wrong is also equally hilarious so Inosuke definitely is going in S tier next character we're going to be talking about i'm not sure if i'm going to pronounce his name right and that goes for really all these characters but uh i'm going to say enu who is the demon from the mugen train arc uh, let's see where would i put him it's hard to rank the villains because like on account of the fact that they're villains you want to just immediately put them in the d tier but i'm really ranking them on just how interesting and entertaining i found them to be and i just think that it was really cool how he was basically a bit had the ability to turn into like a train like that was his thing was that that's, that's what made it hard for them to kill him was that he was basically like he turned himself into the entire train and I just think that that's awesome <laughs> I think that that's really cool since he was really interesting and entertaining I'm gonna put him in like B tier 
Um, next is Akaza, who I think he is level two, like of the demons. He is a demon that unfortunately killed Rengoku. So of course, you know, I have a little bit of a vendetta towards his character because you killed Rengoku. Like that was Bay, and you killed him. Um, so I almost don't want to rank him highly, but in terms of like how interesting he is, for somebody to be, you know, the tier two demon, he he wasn't really like he didn't really have any ability that I felt like was particularly special or interesting. So because of that, he didn't really entertain me that much. So I think I'm gonna put him in D tier, to be honest, because he doesn't really have any like even his character design, like he looks a little bit basic to me. He doesn't really look that particularly interesting or memorable as the other demons were. So I'm gonna put him in the D tier. Next, we have the big bad of the show, the big villain, which is Mr. Muzan Kabutsuji, who, in my opinion, has an uncanny resemblance to Michael Jackson in terms of his character design, which is a little bit weird. Um, we haven't seen too much of Muzan Kabutsuji yet because he's definitely like, he's the big bad, like he's a big villain. We're definitely going to get more of him, I think, when the show is about to end, um, which who knows when that's going to happen. Because the way that I see it, the way that there's so many demons that they have to fight and the way that Muzan is so OP, I feel like it's going to be a long time before they even have a conversation. A confrontation with this dude let alone like beat him and have the show end so um the show could go on for a long time and I do think that we're going to see more of him but as far as what we've been shown now I think that he, the, it's really cool how he's able to like turn himself into different people like how he turned into a little boy at the beginning of the the entertainment arc um so I think that he's a character who we haven't seen too much from I think that he has a lot of potential so I'm going to put him in the C tier next we have Nezuko who is a similar character, is another character who really, you know, we don't get too many lines from, obviously, um, for obvious reasons. Um, but Nezuko has really grown on me. I didn't expect her to have such a big role in the plot at the beginning because she basically was just inside of his backpack. But I find her relationship with um, Tanjiro to be so freaking cute. That's one of the things that I really love about Tanjiro is the way that he protects his sister. Like, I wish my little brother cared about me like that. Like, I literally told my little brother that like, he's the one who put me onto the show. Like, I wish you cared about me as much as Tanjiro cares about Nesco. It's just so cute. And now that Nesco started to prove herself and, like, start to actually fight and actually be, like, an asset, like, she's definitely going to be the strongest out of their fighting crew. She is going to be a huge asset. So because of that, I'm going to put her in A tier. Next, we have Rengoku. R.I.P. Rengoku. Um, like I said, the show really did a good job at making us fall in love with him with such a short time. So I really loved him when I was watching the movie train arc, but generally we didn't really see that much from him. So I can't really say that, oh, he's one of my favorite characters of the whole show because we didn't really see that much of him. So I think I'm going to put him in B tier because we didn't really see too much of him. But when we did see him, he was a really good guy. Next, we have Shinobu, who is the butterfly Hashira. Um, I find her power to be really interesting. The fact that rather than um, beheading the demon, she like poisons them. I find that to be really interesting. She's a character who has a layered backstory to her. Um, and the way that she was fighting, um, what's his name? Tomioka. Uh, I almost shipped them a little bit. Like they had a really good dynamic with each other when they were um, arguing in the forest. Um, but yeah. She's an interesting character, but she doesn't really particularly, she's not particularly memorable to me. She's not somebody that comes to mind when I think of oh favorite characters. You know, she's interesting, but you know, I don't really have much to say about her. So let's see, where should I put her? I think I'm gonna put her in C tier with Muzan Kabusuji. Cause it's like I don't hate her, but I also just don't really care for her character. All right, next, as I was just talking about, we're gonna talk about Tomioka, who, not gonna lie, I did not realized that Tomioka was going to be a character that would matter in the show, to be honest. Like when he first came at the beginning and he left, 
I thought we were never going to see him again. So the fact that, like, he's actually one of the more popular characters of the franchise, and people are naming songs after him, like, I did not realize he was that big of a deal. But um, Tomioka is kind of quiet, you know, he's, like, quiet but deadly. You know, I kind of like that personality. I like a person who's low-key and kind of reads the room a little bit. And, you know, when, when it's time to pop out, they pop out, you know, and they get aggressive and they're really good fighters. So with Tomioka, because he really doesn't talk that much and because he's kind of like a silent killer, I think I'm going to put him above Shinobu. So I'm going to put him in B tier for now. I think that he's another character that has a lot of potential. Like, I'm really looking forward to see how he, because he's the first person who was willing to recognize that Nezuko was not somebody who needed to be killed. So for now, I'm going to put him in B tier. I think he has a lot of potential. Next, we have Mr. Tengen from the entertainment arc. Tengen is going to immediately go in the D tier for me. He's the only character right now who's going to D tier for me. Now, I think Tengen is a very interesting character. Like, in terms of character design, his character design is really cool. Like, I almost want to, like, cosplay as him. Like, he, he has a really nice character design. And he had a cool couple of cool moments. You know, he was a funny character. But for me, he turned me off in the very few scenes, first few scenes that he was in. Because, like, and again, this might be me not not understanding Japanese culture. Like, this might be completely normal. There was, like, a scene where, like, he basically, like, forcibly grabbed a girl and, like, spanked her butt. And, like, the girl was, like, very clearly, like, supposed to be, like, young. And so it just, like, really rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> like, it was, like, very clearly and obviously, like, assault. So that immediately turned me off from his character. And then after that, he was just, like, a huge misogynist. Like, had all these wives and just, like, like yuck. You know, I don't, I don't like characters like that at all. I don't like macho male characters, especially if they don't have, like, a good heart. And they just seem to, like, take advantage or walk over women. So immediately, I didn't like his character. And honestly, he should have died instead of Rengoku. Like, why is it Rengoku had to die? But he got his hand cut off and he retired. So bye. Like, I hope we don't see him on the show again. I don't care for his character. Yeah, bye, Tengen. He goes into D-tier. And then finally, we have our villains from the entertainment arc who are Daki and uh, I think it's Kirotaro. Um, these are probably my favorite villains that have been on the show. I think that this is like a really, they had a really, really good character design for these characters. The way that they had Daki who on her own is like a really beautifully drawn character. She's a really interesting character to basically have this girl who's like a, like a prostitute essentially. And like, it's just like really beautiful. And she's like the villain and she's like really feminine and delicate, but yet she can whoop you, you know? I thought that, that was already on its own interesting. Then to reveal that she basically had like this twin who basically, I guess like, what's the word when twins like in the womb, they um like they absorb each other. And basically, I guess he, he has the ability to like, come out on his own <laughs> he's just Yurotaro was just hilarious as a character the way he was like self-deprecating and the way that he was talking to Tengen like wow you're so cool that's why I have to kill you like he was just hilarious his time on screen was hilarious and then when they actually revealed their um like backstory and the fact that they actually had like a really deep backstory that's another thing about Demon Slayer and what makes I feel like anime different from American shows is that like they actually put the time into like really give the backstory of villains, even villains who you think aren't going to matter that much later in the show. I mean, in terms of the grand scheme of the show, they still put the time in to get, write them like good and interesting backstories. So I just really love both of these characters, but particularly Girotaro. He was just freaking hilarious. So I didn't want to put both of them. Well, I'll put Girotaro in the A and then I'll put um, Daki in the B. Um, they were just really interesting villains, and it's almost sad that we're not going to see any more of them because they were just really funny. And I'm just, it was just so amazing to see them get beat by our main characters. Like I said, to see everything culminate to our main characters being strong enough to beat these demons was absolutely amazing. So yeah, those are all the characters that I'm going to be ranking. That is it for today's episode of Teen Stock TV. For more teen content, visit boxatl.org. Thank you.